You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is the last episode that we are recording before the start of the regular season, the 2021 Regular season for the Buffalo Bills starting week one in Orchard Park against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-host, John. John, uh, dude, it is so close to the regular season. I feel like I can sniff it. It's in the air, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I am super excited. Less than a week away. I just I just can't wait. It's going to be great. Great year. Yeah, it almost feels surreal. I mean, we've just been kind of plugging along since, you know, the end of last season in the postseason, and um, it's finally here, man. And and I'm just, I, it's almost surreal. It's almost like, you know, uh, like when you're about to go on vacation or something, you're like, I know, I know it's coming up, man. I know, but you got, you just got to concentrate on what's ahead of you. I just need to take it day by day, thing by thing. And so we are here, man. We are, we have a great show for you guys. We are talking um, some, uh, the Vegas odds. For the Buffalo Bills season, the over-under win total, we're going to talk about some stats as far as the Bills' uh, 2020 season is concerned, and if we think the Bills will do better or worse in those categories in 2021 based on what happened this offseason as far as player uh, usage, personnel, whatever the case is. Uh, and then we're going to talk about um, you know things to be excited about in 2021 and things to pay attention to in the 2021 season. Uh, we have an email from a listener that we're going to talk about. Um, we also are going to discuss the Rumblings Pick'em League. If you haven't signed up for that, you have to do that ASAP because we're doing a giveaway tomorrow. So um, and then we're going to talk about a few other things. Uh, we're gonna, we are going to do a giveaway live on the podcast from our T public store. So stay tuned for that. So man, let's, let's go right into it. John, the Buffalo bills season over under win total, according to Vegas odds are 11 wins this season. Now, when we did our schedule release episode, we did a prediction, all three of us, you, me, uh, and our co-host Mike, who's not with us tonight, but we'll be there for the regular season. 
uh, he came up, I came up with 13 wins. He came up with 14 wins and, um, I can't, what did you, what did you come up with? 17. So we're all, we're all over. So bet the over, bet it hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. How could I, how could I ever forget that you always have us going six? Actually, it's always 16 and all, except for this last season was the first season you deviate from 16 and all. Yeah. So it's not always the same. (laughs) Uh, So it seems to me based on our, and now I should, I should mention that, you know, a lot of people who are doing schedule predictions in 20 in the 2020 season a year ago, were thinking nine wins, eight wins, 10 wins, seven wins. I mean, we pretty much hit it almost exactly. I think we had a, had them going 13 and three or 14 and two last season. I mean, we were darn close. So I think just going off of what we were saying, 13, 14 or so, um, in our instance, obviously, you thought a little bit more. Um, the the win total being eleven, uh, that just cries, screams, easy money to me. If you were to put a bet down today, is that what is that what you gather from that? Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the losses last year was on that hail mary, right? Yeah. Like I mean, so right. Th- I mean, that's only you take that away, you can't. But like you know, it's you know, last a couple of games then, right? Yeah, they should be. They should have been fourteen and two last year. I believe we had them as thirteen and three last year. And yeah, they ended up going thirteen and three. And uh, like you said, one one hail mary away from being fourteen and two, which they should have been. Um, and so I, I put it up on Twitter. Ninety two percent of Bills fans obviously said easy money. Eight percent weren't really for it. If so, right now the odds are minus one thirty five for the odds. If you bet the over for win totals. Now for people that don't understand Vegas gambling, um, just understand the last few years, especially working with um, the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, you know, we, we went there several times. We made a, a, you know, we've made bets there. We've made bets in Vegas. I mean, it's a fun time, um, especially during the NFL football season. And so minus 135 for odds for the 11 game over. So like if the, the bills have 12 wins or more, uh, you would have to bet $135 to win $100. So it's kind of like this weird thing that Vegas has of, you know, kind of getting you one way or the other. So you're thinking like, hey, you know, it's easy money. Like, you know, we think they're going to get 13, 14, 15 wins. But really, you know, they kind of get you this 17. way. <laughs> they get you 17 wins. They get you another way. I got to ask you, John, you know, gun to your head, you have $135 to spend, would you spend, I mean, you know, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty good with your money. You're not one of those guys that just, you know, buys the newest of everything as soon as you possibly can. I mean, I think you'd like to have like some sort of financial plan, some budget in place. Would you, knowing what you know about the Buffalo bills, following the way, following them, the way that you have this entire off season, the free agent acquisitions, the coaching staff, the front office, would you bet $135 to win a hundred dollars? Yes. So, I mean, and there's lots of reasons for that. I mean, one of them is the roster is largely the same as last year. And then obviously with improvements through uh, mostly through the draft and looking at the schedule compared to the previous year, it seems also easier. I mean, granted, they still play Kansas City, Tampa Bay and Tennessee, but that's okay. Like they, they played hard teams last year, too. Um I think overall, though, it's a little bit easier. Um, maybe the the question is, what what would you set the over under at yourself 
to be wary of betting the over. I think I think it would start to worry me around 13 wins, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, we were just talking over text message this past week, and with Mac Jones being named the starter of the Patriots, I mean, that's you're talking within the division, that's six wins right there, potentially. I mean, they did that last season. There's no reason to think that they wouldn't be able to do that this season. Um, and then, you know, they, you're just talking five more wins just to push at 11. Five more wins just to break even, you know, and then one more win. Like you said, those three games against Kansas City, Tennessee, and uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, they could pull one of those out easily. And, you know, maybe maybe they lose another one along the way, another, you know, Cardinals sort of loss along the way. But uh, I don't know. I think I think 13 would make me weary, maybe 12 and a half, maybe 12 and a half, but um I like it. I think it's easy. My, I think, I think, you know, you're paying $135 for something that's, that's almost, I mean, you're, you're basically betting against an injury. In my opinion, you're betting against uh, a major Josh Allen injury. You're betting against an injury like Tredavious white that really affects the way that the defense plays because they lose their best uh, corner. You're talking about losing maybe Deion Dawkins as your left tackle and having to survive with Spencer Brown. Not that I, don't like Spencer Brown. He's just not Deion Dawkins yet. That's for sure. Um, you know, st- losing Stefan Diggs, right? Losing like those four or five players and, and having a major injury. I think you're just betting against that when you do that. At least that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. Like you said, 12 and a half, 13. Like that. I think that's probably where it should be set. Um, and then going back to what you said, playing against rookies, right? So the, they play the Jets twice against a rookie quarterback, the Pats twice against rookie quarterback, and then Trevor Lawrence, that's five games right there against rookie quarterbacks. They play Tua twice, that's essentially a rookie quarterback, I guess. (laughs) That's like seven games right there. And, like, and they're, outside of Lawrence, they're all within the division, just like last year. They could easily sweep the division again, which is a rare thing to do, you know, to begin with, but to do it two years in a row... I think they could definitely do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go into our stats section of today's episode. First thing we want to talk about is we're just going to give a, a stat from 2020 that the Bills had, and we're going to mention whether we think it's going to get better or worse based upon all we know from the offseason this past season and leading up till the regular season, which is just a few days away. First thing I'm going to talk about is the Bills sack total in 2020 defensively. So the Bills had 38 sacks in 2020. That was good for 15th in the NFL. If you had to ask me, I thought they were kind of below average, but apparently they were right there. I mean, they're, they're, you know, right in the middle of the pack when it came to that. You're talking about the leading uh, sack artists or whatever you'd call the leading sackers for the Buffalo Bills. AJ Klein with five, Mario Addison with five, Jerry Hughes with four and a half, Matt Milano with three and a half. Then you have Ed Oliver and Quinton Jefferson with three. Um, and then it goes from there, obviously, you know, secondary Tremaine Edmonds, stuff like that. Uh, oh, we do lose uh, Trent Murphy's two sacks, you know, this past season. That's, that's, that's a big loss right there. John, we have to take that into account. So the Bills were, had 38 sacks to finish 15th in 2020. Do you think, based on what you know, and obviously the investments that the Bills have made in the defensive line, where do they finish in 2021? So it's kind of tough. So, I mean, obviously they 
they made a lot of improvements and some of the defensive linemen are more healthy. And like even guys who aren't going to be rushing the passer as much like Charlotte Tule, like he's going to, his presence is going to help some of these other guys that are around him. Um, the first two picks are rookies, but they're both like, we're, we're all super optimistic about both of them. Um, Basham can like play pretty much anywhere. And I, I, I really think they're going to just let Rousseau just like, rush the passer like crazy right from the get-go. I don't know like how they're going to rotate all these guys, um, but I got to think they're going to have more sacks. Like I, I imagine they're going to have more than five from their leading guy, right? Like, and you, you think about the Bills and like, oh, their leading pass rusher is what, Jerry Hughes, but he, he only had four and a half sacks last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to let Rousseau loose, and I'm super optimistic that he can – He's probably going to be their leading rusher, pass rusher, um, pushing maybe 10 sacks. And that alone could push them over that, you know, I don't, I don't know how many you're looking for, like 55 sacks from, from the team <laughs> or not. But uh, I don't know who, who what, what team led the league last year, but, like, I, I got to imagine the Bills are going to be in the 40s. Um, but, the, you know, it's, it's based on the play of, you know, their first-round draft pick. So they only lose a few players that had – so like Quinn Jefferson had three sacks, Trent Murphy had two sacks. So they figure you lose uh, those five sacks for sure, obviously. Um, and then, you know, everyone else kind of has to step up, including the rookie. And I think you brought up a great point. Star Latula's absence last year affected the entire defensive line. Um, and I think that that will help tremendously this, this next year as far as, you know, uh, sacks, uh, the ability to stop the run um, – I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Bills change their defensive line. They rotate them. It's a good problem to have, man. The Bills were so good that they could trade away one of their defensive ends in Daryl Johnson this past week. So um, if the Bills I'm, – I'm with you, obviously, above. I think that's that's an obvious answer. I think that, you know, Greg Rousseau, I think they're going to start him off on obvious passing downs and then work him into the rotation to the point where he's going to be playing 50-50 snaps with um, either Addison or Hughes – past the halfway point. So like week nine, week 10, he'll be having the majority of snaps. And then, like you said, a double digit sack season. I mean, it it would be amazing. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if he's going to get that. I think he's going to have a lot more pressures though, which are going to cause sacks for a guy like AJ Epinesa, a guy that doesn't, that's somewhat of an afterthought of last year's second round defensive end. I think he's, he is obviously going to make an impact. So you're talking Automatically, sure, they lose, you know, Trent Murphy. I shouldn't even, I'm going to stop mentioning Trent Murphy. He doesn't even warrant like a response or even a mention this many times in a podcast in 2021. But um, AJ Epinesa, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, and uh, how could we forget uh, F.A. Obata, um, you know, the defensive end um, from the Carolina Panthers who is, you know, has been rushing in the inside as well. I mean, this is this is a team that I could easily see gaining 10 more sacks. Like when I say that going from 38 to 48, like that's that to you after all the things that you mentioned after all the things I mentioned, that seems pretty reasonable, right? It does. Yeah, and I I, I just looked up the previous year where like say Sterling Tule had started 16 games, the Bills had 44 sacks. Um Jordan Phillips was the leader at nine and a half and then Shaq Lawson at six and a half. So, I mean, obviously those guys aren't here um, at Oliver and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but Trent Murphy each had five 
And then Jerry Hughes was one, two, three, four, fifth on the list with four and a half. We've had four and a half two years in a row for our, our supposed best pass rusher, right? So obviously they needed to make some improvements. <laughs> the guy gets pressures all day long, right? I mean, pressures are amazing. I love, I love a good pressure. I just want to see some sacks eventually. Yeah, so, I mean that that is true though. Like that's that's a stat that isn't as you, you don't see. Like what you, you have to dive deep into the different websites to find like what the pressures were and quarterback hits even. Versus sacks. You see sacks all over the place, but like sometimes close enough is good enough if it throws the quarterback off and all that kind of thing. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that's, that's great about Jerry coming back for one more season before, you know, you start to hand the reins over to an Epinesa, to a Boogie Basham and a Greg Rousseau. I mean, without those guys ahead of them, I mean, it'd be, you wouldn't feel terrible, especially with the preseason going the way that it did to have Greg Rousseau as a rookie, as a first round rookie starting, but it's, good to not have to have it you know what i mean so i say 48 sacks i think that's absolutely doable that would be good for top five in the nfl be awesome. you're talking about you know, 15th rank to a top five in the nfl you're talking with the likes of tampa bay arizona um almost philadelphia the eagles um the rams had mo- had uh the second most with 53 and the steelers had 56 the most so you know jeez, i don't know that seems i don't know get myself worked up here. Really? Do we really think top five in the NFL? I think 10 is easy, easy to come by though. So let's talk about the next stat when it comes to the Buffalo bills in 2020. And this relates to the bills rushing game. Now we all know that the bills rushing game was not that good last season. Uh, They didn't need it to be good because they were the third best passing team in the NFL. Uh, but I think what we're all looking for, and and correct me if I'm wrong, John, I'm not necessarily looking for more yardage. I'm just looking for better efficiency when the Bills have to run the ball. And the efficiency that the Bills had last season was was below average. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, so the I, I feel like the Bills' strategy through most games are going to be the same as last year. They're going to throw it a lot, and they're going to – get up on teams, but to close out the games, they would probably prefer to run out the clock (laughs) with the running backs. Right. Um, And they could definitely be more efficient at that. Um, And honestly, what I've seen from Singletary alone um, in his off season, I I feel like he is going to be improved. And then couple that with, you know, Zach Moss, assuming that both backs are healthy, and then uh, Matt Breida, I think it's definitely going to be a running back by committee, which is not something the Bills have done a lot in the past outside of, the, you know, this regime, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that could work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Devin Singletary looks very good um, right now. And, and, and you're hoping that, you know, I, I had this stat, which was, you know, uh, one of the cooler things that we've had as a podcast, it was mentioned on the uh, the Buffalo beat with Joe Biscali and, and uh, Matthew Fairburn was a stat that I threw out on Twitter about uh, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary being like, it was like 39th and like 45th in the league for running backs for yards before contact, which basically means like they were basically hit <laughs> like they were, they were one of the quickest to be hit in the NFL just by like guys either bursting through the line or miss blocks or whatever the case is. And then when it came to them being uh, yards after contact, 
So you're talking about, you know, as soon as they see contact, so their ability to break tackles essentially. And they were like, you know, top 10, top 15 in the league, both of them. So they have very good running backs. I, I, okay. I shouldn't say very good running backs. I think they have good running backs in those. That's why I'm not upset that they didn't draft anyone or sign any huge free agents uh, for the run game, because I think that they're, their issues running the ball can be cured uh, through blocking and scheming and stuff like that. Um, and I think you saw a little bit of that with Devin Singletary and the bills in 2020 finished at 4.2 yards per attempt yards per carry running the ball, which was 20th in the NFL. So below average um, this, this season in the NFL, I want to talk about where I think they're going to finish. And maybe we can talk this out, John, is that I think that they're going to, they're going, they're going to figure this out, and I think that Sean McDermott is going to be have put an emphasis on this in the offseason. And they return a lot of their offensive line from last season. They get Cody Ford back, which is huge. And I'm thinking the Bills could easily up that to you know, 15th in the NFL. I can't see them going much higher than that just as, as a way that this goes because the Bills are going to be passing so much, they won't need to run the ball. Um, I think the Bills increase – to go from 20th to maybe 15th or 16th in the NFL. John, what do you think about that, where they stood last season and, and where they can go in the 2021 season? That's tough. Um, first, good point on the offensive line and blocking I, I, um, from last year. Um, that I don't think that did the running game any favors. Uh, that definitely was – they were better in the passing game, which was great. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, hopefully that with a, um, more consistency and having some guys back this year, um, and them working on that will be better this year as well. There was only there was I think someone had shown it was like only five plays or something like that where where the entire starting unit had played together <laughs> in 2020, and then Cody Ford went out with an injury because John Feliciano came back. John, you know, Cody Ford went out or something like that. So this will this I mean it'll be more players than they've than they had last season on the offensive line. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Um, yards per carry is tough. Um, I, like from an efficiency, like I, I know we use four point four yards per carry as a benchmark, right? Um, they were there, but obviously lower in the league. Um, but I, I guess you can use that stat. I'm trying, I'm trying to rationalize all this in my head and trying to figure mm-hmm. it out. Like if it makes sense, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you're in the fourth quarter, you want to get big chunks of yardage in the running game, wearing the def- the defense is already worn down in theory, right? And um, get, getting close to that 5.0 yards per carry, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess no matter how you slice it, you got to you got to be better at that to close out the games. Because if you get you know three yards, three yards, and then you're passing again or you're punting or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on having the third back. And Singletary looking good, and the offensive line being more potentially more consistent, I would I would definitely think that they would be over the four point two. Also, with Allen running, like having a running quarterback, you would think that the yards per carry overall would be up overall. But he, he his average was only four point one, which yeah. was surprising to me. But he did do like a lot of short yardage stuff, you know, jet sweeps and type things, and like. Uh, quarterback sneaks over the middle. So I I guess that would, you know, kneel downs that that brings it all down. So I guess that makes sense. So, yeah, you know, I guess over. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of where I came along with that. I I guess, you know, I'm kind of thinking the more that we're talking about this, though in the way that we kind of know Sean McDermott and his tendencies, I could see the Bills putting much more of an emphasis on running the ball, just in theory about running it better, that it somewhat takes away from the Bills passing game. So you're talking about yards per attempt going up, you know, a few spl- a few slots, you know, the Bills keeping a top three passing offense. I think they might dip down to top five, like say five or six. That's still a great passing offense. And Josh Allen could still have a better season passing wise than last season, technically, if some other quarterbacks step up. But um, I could see that going down a little bit, just just a little bit to help increase, I think, what, what Sean McDermott wants to do first team and and make it just slightly better in the running game. What do you think about that that thought? That makes sense. Um the running backs yeah. The other thing to factor in is Josh Allen's running. And his rushing has gone down each year from six hundred something yards to five hundred something yards to four hundred something yards. So that trend could continue to mm-hmm. go down as well, which would maybe balance out the running backs having more rushing yards. So maybe he's having the same passing yards or if not more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a good point. It's a good point. We'll see. Um, I think if, I mean, all three of these things we've been, man, we're like, they're going to hit the over on the win total. They're going to do better in sacks. They're going to do better in, you know, yards per attempt in rushing the ball. Um, now this is going to be a tough one. This is, this is a fun one. Will Josh Allen have more touchdowns, total touchdowns in 2021 than the bills will have punts. Now this season, the, uh, Josh Allen had 46 total touchdowns in 2020 and the bills only had 41 punts in 2020. Only six players since 1939 had more touchdowns than their team had punts in a season. So really cool stat. Um, this season, uh, ah, man, I, I want to say, no, I want to say that won't happen again just because of the rarity of it happening. And even though I think Josh will get better, I think that other things will have to give um, in order to, I can't see that happening again. That would be incredible to happen twice in two seasons, but just the statistical probability of something like that happening, happening back to back just seems so unlikely. What do you think? Uh, That's a tough one. Like, so like I was talking about Allen's rushing yardage going down each season. But as rushing touchdowns have been the same each season, eight and then nine and then eight. So if you're counting that towards the total, which we are, I mean, they also downgraded their punter. I, I guess they didn't want to pay Borquez. So, uh, you know, they they were like, oh, yeah, we don't need a punter. Because, <laughs> I mean, makes sense, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. He could do it again. You said there were six other guys. Did any of those guys do it twice? Oh yeah, I don't have that list, John. I just <laughs> I just read a I just read a tweet that somebody else did the research for. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say they're gonna do it again. It could have been Otto Graham. Otto Graham could have been one of those guys. Um, who was one? Who was another classic uh, uh, quarterback from like the '40s era? '40s. Oh, they probably had like nicknames like Jumping Jim Graham. Or jumping Jim Shipley or something like that, you know, like back in the day. Um, Jim Thorpe, was he a quarterback? No, he's a running back. Um, 
well, if, you go, if you go too far back, they didn't really pass that much. But like, well, you're saying total touchdowns, so it doesn't matter if you're passing, rushing, receiving. True. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. It could it could have just been like five teams that like their punter was injured that season, so they didn't really punt. <laughs> <laughs> they just went for it on fourth down every time. Yeah, especially Man. in the early days, they probably just like ah, whatever. <laughs> they were so ahead of their time. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go a no with this one, John. I'm guessing you're gonna go a no. Nine, no, they're gonna do it again. Okay. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. The hubris of John. Th- John's belief. In uh, in Josh Allen. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we're going to go into this section, this next segment, where we're going to do one thing to be excited about, one thing to pay attention to. I was going to do, instead of paying attention to, one thing to be worried about, but I, I don't think that necessarily really – that might have been true a few seasons ago, but this, this season it's more one thing to pay attention to, one thing we're kind of – you know, we're just going to be watching to see if it ends up being an issue or it's going to get better or whatnot. Um, so, John, I'll start off with you. One thing – to be excited about about with the Bills 2021 season. Buffalo winning the Super Bowl. No, I, I like it. Okay, all right. The Bills winning the Super Bowl. Okay, what's one thing to pay attention to? Uh, pay attention to. Yeah, I like that because like, there's nothing to be worried about. Um, I was just kidding, by the way. Are we really going to go with the Bills winning the Super Bowl? Is it really going to be your thing, the one thing to be excited well, about? Well, it's probably the top thing, right? So the, really, the one thing we have to be excited about is planning what we're going to do for the Super Bowl parade in February. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, aside from that, like fans in the stadiums, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty big. We oh, had, that's a that's huge. We had fifty thousand fans for a preseason game, which is you know, and and they, you know they had the delay of game penalty because of that, and you know, mm-hmm. they, it's great. It was only. So, like having like a full stadium against Pittsburgh, seventy-five or whatever thousand fans can be amazing. It's just it's just a shame that they're proposing sixty thousand for the new stadium. Whatever. Hopefully, that doesn't come to fruition, and they add some more seats. <laughs> add roughly twenty thousand more seats to that sixty thousand estimate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Absolutely. That's, no, I, that's I love- something to be worried about. well yeah i'm gonna stay with the same vein things to be excited about i love i love what you said about fans coming back for the 2021 season um this the season opener the home opener against the pittsburgh steelers is going to be um absolutely amazing uh it's going to be such an exciting thing for all fans to go to and for buffalo fans bills fans to you know really experience uh which is going to be unlike any other season opener since um probably in a long time um I'm going to stick with one thing to be excited about before we get into things to pay attention to. Um, besides, you know, this, where you're going to be for the Super Bowl parade. Um, I'm going to go with another year of continuity in a team that returns 20 of its 22 starters. And not only do they return that many starters, uh, the entire coaching staff is coming back. The, most of the front office is coming back. I mean, this is, this is a team that, you know, is built for, uh, the ability to return to an AFC conference championship. And, uh, you know, you may look at the Chiefs and their revamped offensive line. It's like, well, it might be revamped on paper. You never know how it's actually going to turn out, though, how it's actually going to go. It could be better or it could be much worse. You just don't know. Whereas you kind of have an idea of where the Bills are, where their baseline is, and where they can go from here, hopefully. 
Um, so John, let's go into one thing to pay attention to in the 2021 season. Uh, wh- what do you have? So the roster top to down overall is really good. Even the depth, except for a couple of things. Um, one of them is the depth in the secondary, uh, especially cornerback, right? So, you know, after Tredavious White, Levi Wallace, uh, you know, you know, maybe another guy or two, but like overall, like they could definitely use some upgrades there. Um, so you don't want like their, their, their starting unit is great. You know, is with Poirier and Hyde and White and Wallace like is great. Um, and and a lot of guys can play nickel, like, uh, but if something happens, you know, one of those guys, God forbid, go down, like it, it could be rough. Oh yeah. That, that, that you losing Tredavious White and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's detrimental. I mean, the, the top starters might be a bottom or a top five secondary between White, Wallace, Poyer and Hyde, but you lose Poyer for a significant amount of time, not just a game or two, like maybe the rest of the season. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's a, that's a really big uh, blow to your secondary. I mean, Tredavious White, the same thing. I mean, that's why it was so huge that he came back last season after contemplating not coming back because of COVID, um, you know, possibly opting out. Um, You know, I'm going to keep on that same, the bills were bottom 10 in the league again with man games lost in the NFL. So they were, again, one of the least injured teams in the NFL when it came to, uh, you know, games lost by, you know, their starters. So uh, that's the second time they've done that um, back-to-back years. Um, you know, you got to hope that they continue that trend and don't all of a sudden, you know, lose a really important guy like that. Um, and, yeah, so I like that one, John. I'm going to go with uh, something I'm paying attention to this year is Ed Oliver in his third season. Um, will we see him really break through this season? Now, uh, you know, a lot of people that watch tape, uh, the same people that love Jerry Hughes on tape and on film love Ed Oliver, right? They think he's, you know, above average. They think he's good. Um, I don't think it was ever really fair to compare him to Aaron Donald, um, looking back at it, but that was his comp coming out of college. I think that, uh, I just want to see more splash plays out of a top 10 pick. I want to see. Like, you know, in his third season, I want to see like maybe once a game, maybe once every other game, seeing a play where he either knifes through the offensive line to, you know, uh, drag down the ball carrier for a five yard loss or, you know, create a sack or whatever. I want to see him do that once a game. I know that those things behind the scenes of him blowing up guards or blowing up the play so someone else can get the sack. I know that they're there and I know they exist because I've read about it, (laughs) but I want to see him be the one to really just come on and take that next step uh, that we that we think he can do. He just hasn't yet. So I want to see, I just want to, I just want to notice him week to week, even if, cause I feel like even with Kyle Williams, John, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it was, if it wasn't each game, I felt like it was almost every game. It was like every other game where you would see Kyle have an amazing play. And you're like, that's why Kyle Williams is who he is. You know, like he is that, and you got to tell, you got to figure that, you know, uh, you know, Ed Oliver in his third season being a top 10 pick should start to kind of make those plays that like a 33 year old Kyle Williams was making late in his career. Is is that too much to ask for? 
Yeah, and was it Kyle? I mean, you'd hate to make these comparisons, but like he was like a fifth round draft pick, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So yeah, if you're a top ten pick, right, you gotta, <laughs> you, gotta you know, make yourself known a little bit, right? <laughs> and he wasn't like a top ten pick where. Um, like a Dante Widner was like a top 10 pick, you know, like where he should have been taken maybe at the end of the first round, beginning in the second round or third round. Like uh, he was a legit, like before this, before that college football season started, a lot of people had him pegged as the number one overall pick. He was so good and he didn't do anything to hurt his stock. It's just that, you know, the, the quarterbacks come on and you finally get a good idea of who the best wide receiver in the nation is stuff like that. Um, But there was nobody saying like when the bills picked him at, number nine overall or whatever. I think it was like eight or nine. Right. And nobody was like, Oh man, like the bills really whiffed on that one. They were like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that he dropped the bills, you know? Um, so that's, that's what I'll say with that caveat is that a lot of people had like Aaron Mabin. I think a lot of people had Aaron Mabin high too, but like, you know, he could have gone the twenties, like nobody expected Ed Oliver to, to make it to the twenties at all. So, um, so this year, just, just playing to that level, which I think he can, we've seen, you know, short bursts of, I just need to see it more consistently and more often in 2021. And that's what I think. I'm, I mean, you talk about like Ed Oliver having a, uh, you know, a, a, I don't even want to say a double digit sack season, but like, you know, we talk about going from three, three and a half to like seven or eight and creating more pressures. I mean, that's enough to take your defense to a top 10 defense alone. You know, just that ability to just that game breaking ability that he could have, you know, you, you could even toss in Tremaine Edmonds in his fourth season, you know, him, him finally becoming consistent and being a top level linebacker that he was drafted to be. I mean, either of those guys pan up or both of them. I mean, this Super Bowl is absolutely doable, you know, from that standpoint. I mean, we're not banking on it because we haven't seen it yet. Uh, and we're hoping there's not a regression. We're really hoping that doesn't happen, but um, I think it's I think it's possible that uh, that either one of those two scenarios happens and, and the Bills just become an unstoppable force um, this season on defense. Okay, let's go into the over under Vegas line for the Bills Steelers game. So right now, as of the time that we're recording this, the Bills are six and a half point favorites at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the over under is forty nine points. And if I had to guess, John, now this is, I've been thinking about this as we've been talking, and I'm actually going to say that the Bills line is a little too much, it's a little too high for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm only saying this because I feel like the Bills always start off slow in the season. Like last season, you know, who did they just barely beat the Jets, even though they were the better team, obviously. Uh, you know, there was a few uh, turnovers, stuff like that. Um, I, I guess I, I think they have the ability, and I think they will win uh i think that the bills are not going to come out as strong as we hope they do but they're still going to pull off the win um just just based on you know what i feel like we've seen from sean mcdermott um i think he's he gains ground like bill belichick bill belichick's not an amazing coach in september but you get him in like november december and watch out man like he's he's figured everyone out in the nfl but um you know he still wins more than he loses so uh what do you think about six and a half points would you bet the over would you bet the, the Bills covering six and a half? Yeah, I have to agree. I think it, I think it might be a rocky start. Um, they, they probably only win like maybe 72 to six, um, <laughs> but at least that'll cover the points. So definitely bet the over. Okay. All right. That, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what stinks is we're going to be watching this um, at a friend's wedding 
and you hope that it's a 72 to six blowout. Like we're praying that it's going to be, we talked about this a few weeks ago and you know, it's going to be, cause the wedding's at four 30, you know, we're going to be glued to our phones, so like four 15, four 20, like even in the, at the venue, like sitting down, waiting for the, for the ceremony to start. You maybe even after, if it's overtime being like, Oh, please come on. Like, you know, <laughs> you're hoping it's put away early, which means especially because we're hoping it won't, it'll be that it definitely won't be. So, <laughs> so you think uh, seven or more, I think six or less. Um, the over under is 49 points. I would actually, uh, uh, it's tough. It's tough because offenses are usually not banging on all cylinders um, at the beginning of the season. I mean, you're talking like a 27, 23 game, right? I mean, that's easily doable. Um, I, I, I think I would bet the over on this one. What do you think? Well, 72 plus 6 is 78, so I'm going to go with the over. Okay. All right. There it is from from John. Um, those are the, the odds that you can find at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago if you choose to go there uh, to make some bets. Um, uh, I'm going to uh, – we're going to take a quick commercial break. After this, we're going to get an email from a listener um, talking about the Buffalo Bills and uh, also the, uh, the Pick'em information and uh in a giveaway so stick tuned or stay tuned and we'll be right back hey this is scott galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the prop g podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where i answer all your questions on surprise the future of work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to, uh, this is our, this is basically our season preview podcast. And I know the rest of the podcasts on the uh, Rumblings podcast network are going to do a great job of leading us into the regular season. I definitely would urge you to check them out. Um, they'll do a great job. And so we're going to go into our, an email from a listener. Now we're fortunate because we do have great listeners. We do get emails throughout the season. We don't always get a chance to get to them either because we record on Sunday night and you know, the question made a lot more sense on Tuesday and then it's pretty much been answered by the time we record again. You know, it is, it's the way it is. It's the way that our podcast schedule is figured out. Um, so this one was though is absolutely perfect for what we're, uh, what's going on. The, it basically has to do with the Bills Steelers, uh, home opener. And it's, and it's from Ian. Ian writes, um, hi, Nate. I hope you're well. I'm an Australian uh, expat here in uh, Ohio. I'm also a Buffalo Bills fan and an avid listener to your podcast. Well, we appreciate that, Ian. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It means a lot to us. My wife and I will be at the September 12th home opener for the Bills against the Steelers. We're looking for advice on the best game day experiences and some sights and sounds of Buffalo as we enjoy the city for a few days prior. With thanks, Ian. First of all, that's super cool that he's Australian and a Bills fan. Like, that's awesome. And he's not even living in, like, Western New York or New York in general, and he's a Bills fan. Like, I, I would love to hear how he became a uh, a Bills fan in general. So uh, first thing, John, we have to talk about is the Bills game day experience, being at a Bills game. Uh, the first thing you're going to want to do is get there – at what time? What time did we get there when we had season tickets? Eight o'clock, seven thirty. Yeah, I, I like. I don't know if it's changed. Much, like, with 
as early as possible, really, is mm-hmm. is they'll let you in, you know, within an hour. And because you really want to, the tailgate experience is really half of the experience. Oh, yeah. And then the second half is like being in the stadium with all those people and like getting the touchdown and like celebrating with all these strangers, but you're all Bills fans and it, it's great. Absolutely. It's something that you just cannot really get a true uh, experience with by just watching it at home. And they'll always mention on the broadcast how loud the fans are. You just don't realize how loud uh, a group of people can truly be until you're at a Bills game and experience it. You know, that's a good point, John. Finding out when the lots open, which I believe are around 8 o'clock. I think the the RV lots are there from the night before, so maybe you could do that. Um, I'm guessing you're driving in from Hamilton or from uh, Ohio. So I would definitely make sure to get there the night before. Um, I wouldn't drive from Ohio to get there at eight o'clock. Sounds like craziness, but uh, yeah. And the good thing is, um, you know, when we had seasons together, the bills sucked. by the way, they were terrible, like six and 10, seven and nine, maybe. Um, but the experience, the, the crowd experience was the only thing to really look forward to in the tailgating. And uh, now you get to experience both. I mean, the tailgating and like having an actual, I'm a little jealous that you have season tickets. Uh, and I'm thinking um, one of the cool things that I, I remember doing um, when I had season tickets a second time was uh, we used to go into like a side street. And a lot of these side streets in Orchard Park have parking as well. So like there was this really cool place. I can't remember the street name of it, but it was, uh, it was near the stadium where uh, this, these people like were, you know, for like 10 or 15 bucks, uh, my friends and I had an RV, we parked there and like this place had like their own porta potty in, in their yard. They had like their garage open for like, they had the TV going. If you wanted to go in there and get warm in the winter time, um, you know, they, they just had like such a great setup, super nice people, like very, like genuinely, I mean, I gotta, I can't say that enough about Buffalo people in general. Like for the most part, I feel like Buffalo people are just for the most part, like genuinely like nice and goodwilled people. It feels like, um, and so like these people are no different. Um, you could find places like that. For some reason, the, the lots fill up. You can find these side streets and, uh, and get in there as well. Um, as far as the game day experience goes, I would bring food. I wouldn't assume that you can automatically get food. I know people have like messaged me and like, Hey, like, can I just get into like, like somebody else's tailgate? I'm like, I don't know if you can just do that. I feel like a lot of those places you have to have it planned. You have to pay in advance. You have to get like a pay for like a tailgating experience in a certain lot. Like, I don't think that's one of those things you can just walk up to and be like, here's 20 bucks. Like, can I be a part of it? But then again, I don't know for sure that you can. John, have you ever had experience with that? No, I've always like just brought like a portable grill or something and like, you know, did whatever we were going to do with that. But you can, you know, you don't have to do that. You can just bring like subs in a cooler with like whatever, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. If you're from Ohio, definitely get Debella's subs here because they open at like eight o'clock or seven o'clock that morning of the Bills game in Western New York. So Debella's subs is, is a great place to go to or Wegmans. Wegmans the same. Uh, for the most part, um, John, you brought up a good point about bringing a grill. I would, I would recommend doing that hots and hams, um, you know, find a way to do that. Also, uh, when you're done with your grill, definitely don't leave it hot and put it under your car (laughs) at the end of the game. Make sure that thing is doused or whatever put out because, uh, one season we, one year we had seasons, uh, we came out in the parking lot and there was just a car that was just like (laughs) charred 
because somebody had done that and it caught fire during the game and they're like they did they just didn't have a car anymore like could you imagine coming out um <laughs> making it out be like oh man the bill's lost and and my car is gone uh it'd be even worse for us because we live in the like the rochester area but well, on the bright side this year the bills would win so <laughs> yeah, at least there's that at least there's that <laughs> You make it on the news like that night, be like, "Hey, well, at least the Bills won." You know, I I gotta count this day as a win overall. <laughs> I don't have a car anymore, but you know, we'll figure it all out. That's why they have public transportation. <laughs> um, but yeah, like people are super cool around. Like, I would absolutely recommend walking around the lots, seeing everything that's going on. There's p- people selling stuff on every corner. You know, different types of Bills merch, and uh, there's food being. Uh, sold like at the at the restaurants i would say like i think the restaurants are selling pizza maybe like hot dogs maybe there's stands over by that area um but um there's i remember a, a few years ago we went to one and this was a thing and now i haven't been in a couple of seasons one being one season being because of covid but i remember they used to sell a lot of beads <laughs> at the bills in like the parking lots john do you remember that at all like just like a ton of beads like just necklaces of beads like as if as if this was like about to become mardi gras or something <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, like, Mardi Gras every Sunday. <laughs> and what's funny is, like, they would be like, oh, this is for a cheerleading squad, and there might be a cheerleader or two. And, like, you know, people would buy them. I, I'm sure we bought them before in the past or whatever. And then one time, Mike and I were walking the, the lot, and, like, you saw, like, these three or four guys, like, in their 40s or 50s just huddled over this, like, mountain of cash, counting it out. And I'm just like, this might be the biggest scam ever. <laughs> Like we just witnessed like, oh yeah, just have your daughter, you know, dress up in a, in a cheerleading outfit. And then you just make like $5 for a, a thing of beads that costs like 25 cents. You know, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. You know, it's just what a, what a great idea that is. We might start doing that. Maybe we'll do that for CTW or something. <laughs> um, make for good giveaways too. <laughs> yeah. Because they're worth so much out out on the uh, on the street, <laughs> that's good. That's a good job. Um, as far as the game goes, I would make sure that you get into the game by like you need to be in the line to be to be uh, the gate line basically, essentially by twelve thirty. Especially home opener, I might even be like twelve twenty in line because that line is going to be long and packed at every single entrance. So it's going to take you twenty. 15, 20 minutes at least to go through security, to get to your seat, to find your seat, all that stuff. So if you're there, don't be like, oh, it's 1245. Now I'll start walking over. No, that's too late. That's way too late because that's what everyone else in Orchard Park is thinking at the same time, 1245. So um, especially because you're not from the area, I would definitely want to be there for the beginning. For I want to be there for the national anthem. For, I'm sure they'll do a flyover. Um, you want to be there for every single moment that you possibly be there. Um Let's see. I'm trying to think of be prepared at the game that um, you'll probably have to pee into a trough. And <laughs> and I say this because you're a guy and that's how guys have to go to the bathroom. It is probably the only event in my entire life where I've had to do that. Um, concerts, larger other sports venues. Um, you, that's just the way to do it. That's how they pack so many people in. And you will think like, oh, well, if it's like wall to wall troughs, like there'll be plenty of space for me. There won't be. Um, you'll be shoulder to shoulder with the person next to you and you'll be 10 deep in line, you know, at most parts of the game, especially if you don't want to miss any of the actual game, like during halftime or in between quarters or whatever. So, uh, so be prepared for that. Or just use the porta potty before you go in. 
you have to use a porta potty before then. That's an absolute must. So, okay, okay, 12 o'clock, porta potty call, 12.15, make your way over to the stadium. Okay, all right, we're basically giving you a schedule. Um, um, then, you know, obviously the, the game day experience is what it is. I'm not going to give give any of that away because it's, it's, it's all amazing. Um, it's something that I can't describe because you'll experience it yourself. And then afterwards, you know, um, what John and I and Mike, our other co-hosts, always found that is we like to just stay later after we wouldn't just try to leave with the traffic because we live in the Rochester area. We're going to be at least an hour out anyway. And it's like, you know, you'd wait an hour, hour and a half in line just to get to the throughway or to just to get from, you know, the through it or, you know, to two ninety to the 90. And we're like, well, we might as well throw the ball around, have fun, um, you know, cook again, whatever, like, you know, listen to the post game on the car stereo. Like this, that's a good time to just hang and chill, especially if you don't have anything to do, that night, which hopefully you don't. But um, as far as that goes, uh, John, I know your family's from the Buffalo area. I, I mean, I went to school at UB. Um, are there any places, I mean, that you can think of, like maybe besides like Niagara Falls, that like, hey, like these are some places you should check out while you're in Buffalo? Like, because I think he's good, especially if he goes for more days, if he comes early or whatever, if he's listening to this on a Thursday and he's already in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's some cool stuff down by the waterfront. Um, there's different like restaurants and different different things to do. There's the, um, you know, they have the was it is it the Little Rock or whatever? Is that what it is? I can't remember. What, I can't. The been, what? I can't remember. <laughs> there's so many different boats. <laughs> is it the USS Little Rock that they have up there? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, th- I thought you meant like a place, like Little Rock. I'm like, that's in Arkansas, John. You're thinking of a different city. No, no. You could be, you could be getting the boat wrong because uh, there's there's so many around, like, you know. But, like, you know, there, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff to do downtown. And, um, like, it, it's kind of hard for me because things have changed since, like, you know, I've I've been there more consistently. But being over here in Rochester, but you definitely, you definitely hit it right. I, I just Googled it. It's USS little rock. Yep. You should check that out. That's over um, at the canal side, outer Harbor, the Naval shipyard. Like I mentioned the canal side, outer Harbor. I mean, that place is, it's a beautiful area. If you get a chance to go to seven, one, six right next to where the Sabres play, I would recommend that. Um, obviously if you're here, you have to have uh, wings, Buffalo wings, here um and everyone on twitter says bar bill you gotta check out bar bill or gabriel's gate um those are places that people are always mentioning i'm gonna go into some other places that are mentioned but you have to get uh wings while you're here john have you ever had buffalo pizza yes i don't remember all places okay Okay, sorry i'm I'm putting you on the spot here i i will say i remember um i think it's in chictawaga maybe airport pizza Okay. If that, if anybody knows that, 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 that was good. But like, I mean, I, like there's been a lot of times where I've just gotten pizza from random places from, you know, just being out there, you know, yeah, it's all good. Like Western New York in general is pretty good, pretty good for pizza. Western New York pizza is very good. I mean, we live in the Rochester area, but I will say like Buffalo pizza is very underrated because people always assume that, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo wings, like the Buffalo wings are the best, but there's like something to Buffalo pizza, charred pepperoni. Um, just, I don't know, man, it just, it just hits on a different level that even, and I have some places I love here in Rochester and, um, I, I just love going to have pizza whenever I'm in Buffalo. I had it when I was in school there and I've had it since I've left. 
there. Um, and I, and I, and I really thoroughly enjoy that. Now I in general like, uh, pizza more than wings. So maybe that's part of it. Um, but I love Buffalo wings too. I mean, you can't not like it. So I'm going to go over some of the, the places I put this up on Twitter, Ian, just for you, just for anyone else, if they're traveling to the bills game, or they're going to see some sights and sounds, these are what things, these are what some people are mentioning, um, that you should definitely see if you're in Buffalo. So, uh, Gazer Jim writes, um, shopping and lunch on Elmwood. Elmwood Avenue is a really cool, nice area in, uh, in downtown Buffalo. Uh, visit one of the breweries and distilleries, many to choose from. The West Side Bazaar to see many different refugees who settled into Buffalo and taste their wares. Dinner and drinks on Hurdle. And walk all of Delaware Park and pizza at the Imperial. So, so Gazer Jim basically just gave you, ex- he, he did a trip advisor for you. <laughs> <laughs> and listed everything there. And by the way, John, as I'm mentioning all this stuff, if you want to chime in or you remember something um, from when you've been there last, please do so. Um, a sheep writes uh, coming up for the 925 game. Um, oh, he asked a question. Okay, I'm not going to read that one. Rhonda writes the Outer Harbor, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, EA Bruce writes um, uh, for one thing, get them. Bocce's Pizza. Now, Bocce's Pizza is something I had when I was at school there. It was recommended from my uh, brother-in-law, who's from Attica, who went to UB too. Um, and uh, Bocce's Pizza is like one of the very famous uh, pizzas that's right in downtown area. It's right near the South Campus for Buffalo. And I remember getting that several times while I was there. It, it is unbelievable. I'd absolutely recommend it. Um, people getting that. Jordan See alone writes Duff's wings. No question asked. Now, when I went to school, Duff's wings was the place. Um, but then James Gendron writes Coles, Gabriel's gate, bar bill, big tree, hutches, and the falls. And we, I can't believe we didn't mention Niagara falls, but, uh, but yeah, lots of places there. Plus one on bar bill. Plus one on bar bill. Yep. Have you been to bar bill or you just, that's another place mentioning it. No, I've been there. It's great. Oh, you have. And John, you love hot food. You love spicy stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, like all kinds of food, right? It can be spicy or, or not spicy, but you know, I'm a fan, a big fan of food. So cool. cool. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So another one for bar bill, John recommends it. I've never been there, but I've only heard amazing things about it. Um, the falls, I can't believe we didn't mention Niagara falls. That's something that you should definitely take the wife to. If you have time, um, definitely go to the Canadian side. The American side is, is nice too. Um, but the Canadian side is just so much more built up. It's more touristy than the American side. Um, I would actually stay, geez, I was just thinking, I was like, I don't know if they can get into the Canadian side as I say this. Um, as of now, John, why don't you Google that while you're waiting, while you're just sitting there waiting for me to read these. Um, we got another plus one for uh, Bocce's from David S. Brenchley. Someone else said Letchworth, which I would recommend Letchworth. Um, it's just not that close to Buffalo. It's kind of like in between Buffalo and Rochester. Um, I do like Letchworth. Um, it's just, well, you know what? It might it might not be as far away as possible. It is a cool park for sure. It's some beautiful sights there. So, okay. All right. I take that back. Letchworth. Um, Tanagra Falls. So Big R writes, Tanagra Falls and pour Anchor Bar Wings down the fall so they get the full TV experience when they highlight Buffalo during games. <laughs> now, I've had Anchor Bar Wings, not as big of a fan. I'll be honest. They're okay. They're okay. They're wings. They're wings. They're, they're wings, um, just like, you know, Rochester has garbage plates and everyone goes to, you know, Nick Tahoe's. Um, Nick Tahoe's has good garbage plates, but they're not the best garbage plates anymore. They definitely didn't try to evolve since getting that 
getting that title of, you know, first wings or first garbage plate, home of the wings, home of Buffalo wings, home of garbage plate. Like, you know, like they're definitely living off that and they probably can, um, but there are better places out there. So this is a couple of people have mentioned this already. Bill's Fanatic 21, Steak Sandwich at the Old Pink, Allentown, Late Night, Niagara Falls, Wings at Bar, Bill or Elmo's. Elmo's is the first time we've seen that one. Gabriel's Gate, Beef on Whack, Canal Side, Tour the Navy Ships, Walk Around. It'll be perfect weather for it. So this is a great time to see Canal Side. And Game Day, he writes Game Day, Hammer's Lot, 8 a.m., Bluer, Blue Light in Hand, Ketchup Ceremony, 1130, Go Bills. And that was awesome because he mentioned... Uh, I can't believe I didn't mention Pinto Ron in the hammer lot. So that'll be, that would be a cool thing to definitely experience for once. Um, if you've never seen it before, I've seen it a few times. Um, it's pretty cool. Chris Devaney writes pizza from Macy's place. I've never had it. I've only seen their Instagram account and it's basically just like pizza porn. Um, wings from bar bill. He writes in Paula's donuts, canal side, Viddler's Albright Knox. He's talking about the Albright night Knox, uh, art museum. Rachel writes in Outer Harbor, Canal Side, Chefs, Ted's, Ted's Hot, she means. Um, I have had that before. That's very good. You wouldn't think like a hot dog place could be like really good um, until you've been to Ted's Hot. That's that's an awesome place. The Falls and Anderson's, anywhere on Lake Erie. Lake Erie is a nice is a nice lake. And then I got another plus one for Kelly's Corner. Kelly's Corner I've never been to. So John, what's the verdict on the on the on the on the border? Can you get across now or no? Yeah, actually, as of August 9th, you can. Uh, mm-hmm. You just need to be fully vaccinated and show proof of that. And all travelers older than the five must show proof of a negative COVID-19 test. So you definitely look into it, like look into the what the rules are. Okay. But awesome. it, it sounds like it is possible. Awesome. Thank you for that update. I'd, I'd recommend... The falls on the Canadian side, if you have the time. Also, Niagara on the Lake is a beautiful area if you like wine. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Um, been there a few times. Uh, it's a cool area. I'd, I'd absolutely recommend it. So cool. So, I mean, we spent a lot of time on that. Thank you, Ian, for writing in. I hope this helps. Um, I want to talk about the Rumblings Pick'em League. Uh, we've been talking about this for about a month or so. Uh, Anthony and I have put together uh, this Pick'em League on CBS Sports. And basically, it's uh, it's a place for all Rumblings uh, either the podcast network listeners, the uh, YouTube uh, video viewers, or people that just like to read the site. And this is a place where all of us can get together and you know compete with each other uh, to make a pick to pick the teams each week. And there's a little bit of an added twist in that we're doing the Vegas spreads, the odds um, each week on each team. So each pick that you make, you have to take the spread into account, which is kind of cool. We talk about the spread each week on the podcast and the recap. So um, it's always good to know that kind of know what Vegas thinks um, the teams are at least know how, uh, what they think, uh, how the bills are going to do each week. So it's kind of cool. It kind of informs you and educates you. We have uh, several uh, prizes going on. Uh, We're giving away a uh, Thurman Thomas jersey, a Zach Moss jersey, and a Harrison Phillips jersey. We have an eight by ten John Feliciano uh, picture frame, picture signed picture that we're giving away next week. By the way, I mentioned the jerseys; they're all signed too. I don't know if I mentioned that. John Feliciano signed picture eight by ten is going to be given away tomorrow. Um, John, did you sign up for the pick'em yet? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to. Yes, I <laughs> will. Soon as, I will be. <laughs> as soon as we get off, as soon as we get off the podcast, the the link to join. 
this league is in the show notes. Um, either go to buffalorumlings.com or Apple Podcasts. For some reason, Spotify doesn't allow links in the show notes, and some of the other ones, like Stitcher, I don't think does either. So definitely go to buffalorumlings.com where, where this podcast will be located. Um, and tomorrow we are giving away that 8x10 John Feliciano signed picture uh, before the contest even starts because we want to thank everyone that's already joined and joined early. So uh, I think we're up to like 60 or 50 or 60 people. So, I mean, you know, there's a good chance that you could win um, one of these prizes. And also I, I keep forgetting, man, that the first prize, the winner gets to choose which jersey they want, but then they also get an appearance on CTW, man. Circling the Wagons podcast, you are going to be one of our co-hosts with uh, my guy, John, that you're hearing tonight um, with Mike, who's not here. And then you get to give your takes at the end of the season after everything's all said and done. After the Bills win the Super Bowl, um, you get to give your take on what you liked about the season, what you didn't like, what you'd like to see them improve on, where the biggest strengths and weaknesses are. It'll be a fun conversation. And uh, if you've never been on a podcast before, you can see how uh, how uh, how it is in the grand scheme of things, which, uh, you know, it'll be interesting experience. Needless to say, especially with us, uh, it'll be so unprofessional <laughs> compared to some other ones I feel, but it'll be a fun time, man. Uh, let me tell you that. So um, we're doing that. Again, you can find the link for the Pick'em League in the podcast show notes. Um, so wanna, after, I, after I win, do I get to do double the takes? No, oh my God. You're gonna you're basically going to host the show. <laughs> you, can, you can host the entire show, and then I'm just going to answer your questions. How's that work? Uh, how's that catch you? You know what? I, I don't think I want to join. <laughs> Oh, it's <laughs> most of the podcast hosts have already signed up. Mike, our co-host, has signed up. Anthony, obviously, John Boccasino, uh, Big Newt, Jamie, um, and a few others. I'm missing Joe Miller. Did um, Jay Spence did um, really cool stuff. I appreciate all of them signing up. And you know, we're going to mention on the podcast each week during our recap episode who's winning the Pick'em League, so we can kind of give dap to those uh, those listeners out there. Um, want to thank. Um, the reason we were able to give away these really cool items, these signed jerseys and stuff, is because of our sponsorship with the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook at Del Lago. Um, if you've never been there before, we're looking to hopefully go there at some point this season um, and make an appearance there. Um, you definitely want to go there. If you haven't never been to the Del Lago res uh, Resort and Casino, it's it's in Waterloo, New York. It's probably like a half-hour drive from Rochester or so. Um, it's a cool place. If you're going to make bets there on opening weekend, I would definitely, just like getting to the stadium opening weekend, get there early to make bets because there will be a line to make all your bets. Um, it's just a fun time, man. Like th The bar there is nice. The restaurant is nice. Uh, it's a cool place to just watch all of the games and, you know, make some bets, um, which, you know, we're not, we're not people that have done a ton of that throughout our lives, but it's just, it's just fun. If you're in the area, if you're going to do it, it's just, it just makes the game much more interesting to watch if you're there, obviously bet responsibly, but you know, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time for sure. Um, so we are actually, I also want to thank, you know, our T public store. Uh, we're doing a giveaway on Twitter right now. For our T Public store, that's going to be uh, there's going to be a giveaway on Monday at some point. It's probably going to be Monday night, and it's going to be uh, for someone that retweets uh, this this post that we have on Twitter for our T Public store. It's uh, tpublic.com/stores/ctwpod, like circling the wagons pod, where we have like you know a ton of different Bills designs and Bills T-shirts out there. Half of them are ours, half of them are from other independent artists out there that do such a really just a great job. Um, doing independent bills art. Um, some that you've seen from 26 shirts, some of those guys do their own 
stuff and they put it on T public. So you have to check out those designs if you haven't already. Thank you so much to everyone that supported us. There's a sale going on right now. And you know, it's just there's Build Mafia is the best at doing this. So we thought we'd do a giveaway for a free shirt of any any design at all on the entire site. Um for that. So check it out, check out for that. We're actually going to do uh, a giveaway for the podcast listeners leaving rev- that have left reviews tonight um, on the podcast. And luckily the cool people over at T public were like, Hey, you know, uh, Bill's mafia is the best. We want to reward them. We're going to do uh, one giveaway a month on your podcast, uh, of any shirt that they want, um, any size, any color, um, any design. And, uh, you know, you just let us know who it is, uh, when they get a chance. So, um, I didn't mention that we were going to do a giveaway tonight on the podcast, but we're going to, and, uh, and for those of you that don't know, uh, we do a, a giveaway every week on the podcast, a bill signed memorabilia, you, or, uh, a piece of bill signed memorabilia each week. And, uh, in order to be eligible for that, all you have to do is leave uh, an Apple podcast review for us mention CTW somewhere in the review. And this season we're doing something a little bit different um, because I know a lot of you have done that for us in the past. I also want you to leave uh, another podcast, another show within the review as well, whether it's, you know, uh, Jay Spence, Joe Miller, Anthony Marino, any of those shows, Bruce Nolan. um, There's just, there's just some really great shows on this network. And I know that, you know, uh, they deserve some recognition as well. And I'm sure they get it sometimes, but it's always good to get more of it. Um, and they all do a great job. So please add them in the review for the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. And you have to listen each week to see if you're the winner. Because if you are not the winner, or if you are the winner and you do not get back to me in that week, then you lose whatever piece of memorabilia it is. And it goes to the next person the next week. And one thing that we're going to start doing this season is if you do not claim it, you are getting thrown out of the loop. Whereas like we do this really cool thing where if you win, there have been people that have won like three or four different items, which is awesome. And because, you know, if you win, you, you, you stay on the list, you keep winning. <laughs> like it's pretty cool. Um, if you don't pay attention, if you don't listen and you don't get back to us, we take you off the list. We want to give the people that are actively listening the most chance to win these really cool items. So we're doing that. Um, so the winner this week uh, for uh, a T Public shirt, any size, any color, is Padden, P-A-D-I-N-N, Padden, which we know on Twitter. Padden is one of our avid listeners. We'll see if he really is an, an avid listener. If he's listening, uh, you know, to this episode, comes back and comes through and uh, really wants to claim this this T-shirt. Um, so yeah, so the first giveaway we're going to do next week for our first recap of the Bill Steelers game is a signed blue Ed Oliver home Jersey. So get those reviews in quickly. I say this because Apple podcast takes a few days to place them into the actual Apple podcast app and on the site and everything. So if you are listening to this and you want a chance to win the Ed Oliver Jersey or any of the many giveaways we're going to do this season, get that review in now ASAP. Just same thing is get yourself into the pick them, the rumblings, pick them league ASAP. Do it now. Get in there now. And uh, and also you have to make a $5 donation to the Cancer Society um, of Upstate New York. I believe it's Upstate New York. I can't remember automatically, but there's a link in the uh, in the pool message board for the site, and you'll be able to find all that information out. So, John, um, I'm just going to give a quick review of what we do for recaps. Um, and let me know if I miss anything because uh, it's been a little while since we've done a recap. I want to say, what when the bills? January? January, I want to say. Bill yeah, first, yeah. First, we talk about how great the Bills did. 
we just talk about how amazing the Bills win was that we just had that we just witnessed. <laughs> um, we do we do give you know obviously our general thoughts on what we saw, the the big you know bulleted items, uh, the observations that we have, and then we go into you know our stats of the game, our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, um, our wall of famers and wall of shamers, and we usually turn it over to Twitter um, for some of this info and insight. So if you're not following us on Twitter, please do. We're at CTW pod, like circling the wagons pod. And um, it's just a great chance to interact and be on the show because I will tweet after the game, who is on your wall of fame or wall of shame in today's victory. I won't even say loss, victory loss, today's victory. And then you can, you know, give your insight there and it will be read. If it's good enough, it'll be read on the show and you can hear it back. Um, if there is a Gettysburg of the game, this was something, this was a new segment that we started last season. That is the turning point of the game, good or bad for the Buffalo Bills. Um, and that's always a fun segment. What's great about um, our show is that we have three hosts. So there's always different perspective. Uh, there's something that I'll miss that John will pick. There's something that John will make, uh, miss that Mike will pick up on. And uh, it's a really fun discussion. And so, yeah, it's uh, we're really looking forward to talking about this. I can't believe it's a week away. Um, just feels surreal. Uh, but really looking forward to this. So, um, John, unless you have anything else. No, I no, I think you covered uh I think you covered it well. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So I hope everyone enjoyed their Labor Day weekend, the long weekend. Hopefully you guys got some uh some vacation out of it. So I'm gonna start off for John. Hey, go Bells. We're less than a week away. We're about to embark on an unprecedented 17 and 0 season. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Let's go, Buffalo. Josh Allen looks great in shorts. Hey, hey. <laughs> and for me, Nate, how can I follow that? Uh, go, Bills. Join the Rumblings Pick'em League. Leave a five star review. Listen to the Bills anthem by Dom Brown. A Bill City, and we'll talk to you guys after the game on Sunday. Yeah. Buffalo, stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo, we got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah, Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way. When you got Diggs and Bees and Gabe Davis, three-headed single Terry Moss Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike, yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team, ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion 
you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. What? It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Uh. Yeah. Taron Johnson with a pick six. It's just too easy. Don't pass it to Treyway. Please believe me, we got high right behind him and Poya free. Please don't run up the middle unless you want to meet a star. Greg Russo will show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him. Our team is grounded over here. Yeah. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Ford. We ready. Kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, some hype up the team. Ready, Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill yeah. City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo Bill City. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>